podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 115 or 115, recorded Sunday, August 14th. I'm your host David Holloway and joining me firstly is a man who looks like his face caught on fire and someone tried to put it out with a hammer. How are you Simon? I'm good David and it's great to hear you inject a little bit of levity into the into the introductions there. Yeah, I know. And you know what, you know how I did that? Uh, let me guess, uh, did it involve something called Google? Yeah, Google and just funny insults, and I spent ages, and that was about the best I could come up with, so sorry. Mm. Oh, well, considering your limitations, I think that's pretty yeah. exemplary. Most of them were that, you know, your mum is so ugly sort of stuff, and I'm sure your mother's a lo- lovely lady, so I wasn't going to do that. <sighs> and we also have a man who still loves nature despite what it did to him, and that came from the same side as well. Uh, I figured as much. How are you, Ben? Uh, if I had my way with Mother Nature, she'd be in a world of pain, I can tell you. Oh. I'd, I'd get back at her. I'd get some revenge going. That's what I'd do. What is it? You, you want to fight cyclones or bushfires? Yeah. What yeah. is it? I'm going, to, I'm going to take them all on. All comers, mate. Earthquakes, tsunamis, cyclones, you name it. I'll take them on. Beautiful. I'm just going to go to a pristine beach and just take a gigantic shit in it. <laughs> Do they, oh, I suppose it would be the odd beach like that that still exists. I don't think so. I can't think of any. Definitely not in Rio. Um, well, all right. So just for something totally different, let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, ben, you might as well kick off. What, what have you been playing in the past month? Well, let's start with my usual suspects of Destiny and Overwatch. Uh, I'm still incredibly addicted to them. Um, another game I've been playing recently is Among the Sleep, which is a indie title from Cruelbyte Studios, um, where you play a infant uh, crawling through a house in the middle of the night. Uh, very spooky, very scary. Uh, oh, is great. that like your mother goes missing? Yeah, yeah, your mother goes missing. It's a, and there's um, a little bit of childhood trauma there that um, I think one of the creators was trying to um, express and did a very good job of doing it. Um, I won't spoil anything for you, but uh, give it a check out. Uh, it's pretty cheap, I think, on uh, PlayStation and Steam, but uh, it's not out on Xbox in Australia because it's something to do with uh, classification laws and Xbox Store. Um, other things I've been playing, uh, No Man's Sky, I gave a quick crack this week, and uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Cool. Nice range. Mm. Simon. I, and I, I'm particularly interested in your first one there because I've been dying to know what that's like. Uh, well, I played uh, some of We Happy Few, which is in the Xbox preview program, which is a basis, early access, basically. So you mm. pay, um, what is it? I think it's like 39 bucks, and you get access to the current public build. So, yeah, I'm, I like it so far. There are definitely things that need to be improved, but that's... That's the nature of the beast yeah. at this point. Um, the, the the premise is very much like we saw in the E3 trailer. That's the setup, and then you you find yourself. Basically, it's a survival game. Um, there's a you can tell there's a, an awful lot to come, and there's a, a great deal I have not really stuck my nose in. But uh, there's a, there's a few um, a few little events and. Uh, God, why can't I think of it? When the exclamation mark appears above someone's head. I quests. Quests, thank you. Side quests. That's right. Wow. We've only had one vodka. Uh, obviously. You sure? Shut up. Um, doesn't appear as an exclamation mark, obviously. That's just a wow reference. Um, 
looks beautiful. Uh, in this early part of the game, basically, I think you're pretty much restricted to uh, an island area, which is the starter area. It does give you a very good sense of where things stand and gives you a good taste of it. Uh, the the real obvious things that need to get sorted out is the day-night cycle is far too rapid um, and because at night things get a bit more dangerous, allegedly. I keep hiding in my hole in the ground so I wouldn't know. And uh, the other thing is you're constantly nagged by uh, basically your your thirst, hunger and fatigue. So that's definitely going to get ironed out because that's, you can't... I found that it was started to become really annoying, mm. not challenging, just bloody annoying. But I think that's one of the – well, no, I know that's one of the things that they're going to get tweaked. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a very common complaint is what I'm hearing as well. So then both of those are very common complaints and they're definitely something that's going to get fixed. They seem to be extremely interested in what everyone's got to say just to get things sorted out. So, yeah, no, uh, very happy. Don't feel like I wasted my money. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that game develops and where it goes. The, there's really no story in there at the moment apart from the opening sections that we saw. But uh, there are going to be, I think, three story parts I think are going to be going in at some point. And uh, so none of that's in a, Really, a lot of stuff isn't in there yet. So the promise is very promising, is what I would say to that. I've also been playing No Man's Sky. Uh, Castlevania Sinatra of the Night, I think is... I always forget what the last bit of that's called. Oh, Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night. Oh, so what's the difference between Sinatra and a symphony? Um, um, Frank Sinatra? No. Is that where you got it from? Sonata? <laughs> Mind me not to ask you anything ever again. No, I, I think a sonata is to do with a song at night or something as versus a symphony being a... Compo- no, composition for an instrumental soloist, often with a piano accompaniment, so it's a, whereas a symphony is obviously full orchestra. You're a mine of information. No, just Google. Yeah, I know. Cheater. Mm. Not the fastest animal on earth, incidentally. Uh, Rogue Leader and uh, DCUO, because I got myself a game, uh, a GameCube. So nice. I played a little bit of Rogue Leader with a wave bird. So that was very retro of me. It was. Very retro. And I'll um, follow up as the third person with my usual boring um, trio. <laughs> of WoW, Destiny, and a bit of Pokemon Go. So I think I might have mentioned offline, not in the last podcast, between now and next August, I'm not going to be playing as much games as I'd like. So the the couple of hours a week that I'm doing, it tends to be WoW. And when I'm out exercising Pokemon Go, and then a little bit of Destiny just yesterday, which I always enjoy. All right. Um, so let's just jump into a few random topics formalised in a running sheet, so therefore non-random. No Man's Sky launches has some challenges. You both played it. Firstly, did you like it? I'll let you go first, Simon. Oh, okay. I did like it. Uh, Granted, I'm probably only about um, eight hours in, um, and granted that was pretty much played the day I got home with it. So, yeah, that... But Casmus was still playing when I went to, to bed, so uh, <laughs> I know that much. I've seen him playing it pretty much every night this week, I think. 
yeah, we might have to get him yeah. to do a review or something. Yeah, that might be good because the question that, that I was wanting to know, and he might be the only one who could answer it so far, is just, yeah, how much of a long player is it? Is it, are you constantly zipping between planets and just seeing different colours and animals and walking around the same vacant areas, or there's obviously a lot more to it than that? He'd be able to give you a, a clearer idea. The, mm. I, hmm, how can I put this? I quite enjoy games where limitations apply. Mm. Now, I enjoyed WoW when you really had to think very strategically about, uh, about your travel and what order or what you needed to do and where you needed to go and in what specific order. Otherwise, it was just a really long walk to do da-da-da and a lot of backtracking. So I enjoyed that. I used to enjoy that aspect of SWOTOR before it was quick travel, everything, everywhere, which I, I don't like because it just makes zipping around far too easy. Um, so there's a bit of that in this. There, when they say that things are planet-sized, I don't think that's literally true, but it may as well be because it's... These these objects are just vast, and there is a just the planet I first spawned on. Um, it's not too bad. It has a bit of because all of the planets have have some kind of environmental hazard. I think apart okay. apart from the very rare ones where they're a lot more idyllic, a lot more Earth like. Um, so not a lot of things really working against you, comparatively speaking. So it's like radiation, heat. Uh, toxicity, and I think there's another one, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, might be pressure or something like that. My planet, most mm-hmm. planet, wasn't too bad in that regard, uh, but it wasn't a Garden of Eden either. There's uh, an awful lot of rocks. There's uh, a few areas where it's a bit more, uh, a lot more plants. And of the four planets and two moons in my system, the starting system, and I haven't actually gone past that, despite the fact I've got my um, my hyperspace antimatter ready to go really that's the, my starting world is really the best of the lot everything else is a lot more barren as a lot like our own solar system really there's a, there's a sort of earth-like planet and then everything else is kind of crap <laughs> uh, it's still very pretty there's there's still a lot of really that no, I haven't come across an ugly planet but the, they're definitely barren and there's a lot of mining to do uh, you have to mine for everything. Yeah. The, the the weird thing about it is the things you have to mine for just seem to be there. Um, some of them are less uh, occur less frequently than others. I mean, uh, carbon, iron, um, I think they're, they're probably the most basic ones, and you need those because you need to constantly keep topping up a little mining laser, which is the only way you can get anything but your mining laser doesn't wear out it just runs out of energy so uh, there's not it doesn't really have the the same um escalation of challenges and rarity of materials and so forth that something like minecraft does which is the, the crafting is probably closest to that okay uh so I'm, I'm not minding that at this point, but I can see it could probably start to get a bit grindy, and I think that's one of the things they'll end up refining. Um, the the travel, once you get your ship going, is good. Uh, I've heard, like, Daniel Hardcastle, better known as Nerd Cubed, has really got a bit of a problem with the, the game in general. But like a lot of game critics, I, he suffers from the same fatigue that most of them do, which is they are exposed to so much 
in the way of games and gameplay. They, it's a bit like wine. Uh, if you don't develop your palate too much, you're happy with, with a cheaper drink and you can take pleasure in what it offers. Whereas if you develop a palate, then it reaches a point where you, if the bottle costs less than 50 bucks, you're not going to look at it. Um, so I think they get very spoilt and very jaded and they're just looking for, for more yeah. than I think the average person does, which is uh, why – and this goes with movie critics as well. They tend to be a lot harder on things and they completely miss the simpler pleasures. And I think there's a lot of simple pleasures to be had in the game. It's the fact that none of this stuff is each – of, each of the worlds you land on is unique – now, granted, there might be similarities between some of them, but the footage I've seen, I can't, on close examination of the plants and just the, the appearance of the world, I can't honestly say that my starting point really bears a terribly close resemblance to anything else. Some okay. of look wildly different. So, yeah, it's, I think it's early days. There, there is definitely going to be a refinement. There's definitely going to be building. Uh, I... If you're not, if you weren't expecting the world, then this is the universe for you. <laughs> You've come up with two killer quotes. That's good. Um, and it sounds to me like, yeah, it's one of those things. If you were have had a spare hour, you feeling a bit stressed about life, you chuck on a set of because what's the the soundtrack like? Is there a soundtrack? Oh yeah, I yeah. like. In fact, I think most of the a good chunk of the six gigs, which is the game size, is music. And sound effects. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of music. Okay, so mm. um, I could see that being a relaxing experience. So you're not about to be on edge of your seat with any of it, but it sounds like an interesting sandbox relaxing experience. Yeah, as long as you don't end up on a planet that's got um, conditions that are going to basically eat through your suit in 15.3 seconds. Yeah. And every, every animal there isn't trying to rip your throat out, and there will be planets like that, then, yeah. I'm, I just I quite enjoy just wandering around and looking over the next hill and going, mm. you'll go, that is amazing. I can't believe that's just been that's been created by math. Yeah, it, it really is quite remarkable. It's a it's a massive technical achievement as far as I'm concerned, and it still blows me away. Cool. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's like as I feel. I'm going to say it's probably one I'll buy when it's a little bit cheaper, even though it's not unreasonably priced. Ben, what any thoughts you want to add? Yeah, I think Simon's hit a lot of the nails on the head. Um, I'm, Simon, did you play on PC or PlayStation? That's probably my first question. PlayStation, I, I think. PlayStation, yeah. A lot of play, uh, PC players seem to be having issues. Yeah, which is kind of a reoccurring theme with PC games at the moment uh, that are also on console. Um, but I suppose that's because Sony threw a hell of a lot of money to have it optimised for PlayStation more than it was for PC. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um, getting back on topic, though, um, I like the game, but I need to spend more time with it is my response. I've only spent two hours with it on Friday night. Um, the I do have a couple of issues, and maybe it is because I'm jaded and I've played too many games over the years, but I found booting into the game... Well, the first time, first three times I tried booting into the game, it crashed loading up my first planet three times in a row. Um, then eventually uh, I got in and all right, okay, cool, I'm here. All right, you do the typical gamer thing, you're like, all right, what do I do? Uh, what are my buttons? All that sort of stuff. So you start mucking around, find my ship and things like that. And I, 
I don't know if I missed something at the start or I've clicked something wrong, but there's no real explanation of how things work. Um, and I think that's a big step that's being missed for them. I mean, I know with games like Minecraft and other sort of crafting games like uh, Terraria and things like that, they don't really have a hell of a lot of instruction either. But for the way that this game has been promised to the general public and the way it's been hyped, I would have expected it to have a very entry-level tutorial i'm going to call spade a spade it's it it doesn't have like a tutorial at all to get you up and running and started to get out in the world and out in the universe and exploring um eventually you do work it all out on your own um you know it's if you're a gamer you'll be able to work it out it's not hard it's not rocket science just read the tool tips and off you go but um yeah it's just one bugbear i really had about it was that there's no indication for anyone to learn how the systems in the game work um, without using wikis or things like that on the internet. Um, someone who's not a uh, committed gamer, I don't think, will be able to get off the starting planet at all. Yeah, and see, that's poor, particularly if you're time poor and wanting to play lots of games. The last thing exactly. you want to be doing is bogging down with that. Yeah, Exactly, and you know, it's nothing against the design of the game or anything like that. It's just Something I've noticed as someone that jumped in and I'm like, I went in completely blind. I've not read any reviews or anything like that. I just wanted to go in blind. I've seen a little bit of video of it and gone, oh, so that's what it is. All right, that's cool. But I knew nothing about the game. I knew nothing about really what I was walking into. I knew, yes, it's a procedurally generated universe. Uh, there's mining and crafting and so, all that sort of thing. It's Minecraft in space with some of the you know comparisons. But... I walked in there very fresh eyes and, you know, I had a reasonably good time. Um, when I woke up yesterday morning after playing it on Friday night, was I keen to jump back in? Not really. Um, I got off the first planet. I got into space. So I flew around in space for a bit. I found a space station. But I had no massive urge to get back in there. So that's just my personal opinion. I think what they've done, accomplished is amazing. But um, I've got a feeling this game's not going to be for me. So you haven't found, you did, didn't want to find out who these people were that gave you the 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 antimatter. I see. I didn't even know that there was antimatter given to me. Well, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, <laughs> I'm not sure how much your experiences would would necessarily mesh with mine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, that, that's, that's the weird thing. I don't know if I missed something at the start on the uh, the opening of the planet. I mean, I clicked on everything that was around my ship, and I, there was there's like a ball thing that you see. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, and I said, oh, yeah, cool, help me, help me. Yeah, and then nothing. Oh. So I so, don't know if that's a bug or what, but I just was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I told the ball to sod off and do ball things and, decided not to take up the option and sounds like I might have had a bit more luck finding things than you did. Yeah, I think so. One of the first things that you have to do is you've got to find the fuel for your propulsion drive or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And it brought up an an icon for me to go chasing off in the distance. I was like, ah, sweet. I'll go chase that so I can, you know, at least get the ship up into space. 
So I ran off chasing after that, and I thought, geez, it's really far away. You know, 10 minutes worth of walk, walking to get there, and then 10 minutes walk back. But it was on the walk back that I discovered three pillars of the exact same material that ah. were 10 times closer. <laughs> I was like, why'd you make me walk all that way over there to find something that was just here? Because it lies. It lies to you. <laughs> it clearly did. I don't know why it put it so far away, but yeah, I was just, that's just one thing I was baffled by as well. Okay. Mm. So I'd say we'll be discussing this too, and we will get Casmus on at some stage. He may be actually, you know, smashing glasses and throwing things around already if he's listening to this. So he, he might, but if, if he's anything like me and tended to in destiny and, and wow and DCUO basically, basically just go out and go fishing or go mm-hmm. look for, or even in Swotor, look for crystals, look for this. Look, uh, sometimes, I, sometimes that's all I do in a game. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just go, and, I'll go and get resources. And I find it very therapeutic. Same. I, mm. said, I, I still argue, if I was asked what my greatest achievement ever in gaming was, it's, it's winning the Stranglethorn fishing competition in WoW. That's pretty impressive. It is impressive. I never did it. I've never been so excited as when I won that. I won the Stranglethorn Arena once. Does that count? Oh, look, at all, at all. Yeah, it's noteworthy. <laughs> That's all di- I did there. <laughs> He's dissing you. That's right. No, I'm not. I, just, yeah, I never did the fishing one. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it was a bit, bit of a proud moment. So I'm just dabbing the tears away now. So speaking of WoW, and I won't go into too much detail about this, um... Obviously, it's only a couple of weeks until uh, the next WoW expansion Legion launches. Uh, Last week saw the pre-expansion event start. So if you haven't logged into WoW for a little while, now would be the time to do it. Um, A little bit prior to that, too, the talent trees, there's been some changes to characters. So none of it's that hard to get used to, although I found with my maids there are enough changes to be very, very noticeable as far as um, spell rotations and stuff. Um, the actual pre-expansion event, there's you know a few cinematics. It's I got to say it's really well done. It's one of the better. They, they do pretty good pre-expansion content, but this one is definitely up there. Um, some really epic scenery. None of it's that hard. If I was going to criticise, it's probably a little bit easy. Um, it, it'd be nearly impossible not to get through the pre-expansion. Uh, storyline uh, you might die once or twice but you're pretty much you know rezzed right back there anyway and mm. it's done in groups so yeah extremely well done sets it up nicely and and there's now an ongoing uh, it's not it's sort of a daily event but you can actually do more than one so you basically there are demon invasions in just all the bits you know so well in, in Azeroth. So, for example, tonight, you know, you, you click on the map and it shows a big green spot where the Legion are attempting to invade. You go there and tonight it was in Westfall and it's it's a scenario. So for those who have played WoW in the last couple of years, it, it's just a scenario event and you have five stages uh, ending in a big Demon King battle uh, with you and a whole bunch of other, um, both NPCs and, and other players. And yeah, a lot of fun. So, Did, have you tried out a demon hunter yet? No. So I just because again the limited time. Um, I know a lot of people are. I haven't heard a lot of feedback yet, but I, I know some people are probably loving it, and others 
it's just yeah, it's just a time issue. I just don't have time to try. Yeah. Have you seen any out in the world? Uh, no, that's a really good point. Not that I, because I've only done those demon events, and most of the other stuff I've been mm. doing is garrisons, and a bit like Simon was talking about gathering resources and pet battles. So no, I haven't done any dungeons or raids. To no, I, was just, I was just wondering if you'd seen him running around, buddy, um, Orgrimmar or um, Stormwind, Stormwind at all. Yeah, yeah. You know what, okay. I'm so unobserved, maybe I haven't just not noticed, but no, not, nothing that stood out to me, no. Okay. Uh, that's just morbid curiosity. Yeah. So, um, yeah, August, I think it's 30th or whatever it is, it launches, so I'm a bit excited by that and, you know, determined to level up as soon as I can and that'll probably be my sole topic next month. No, oh, that's good. I've got to get back... I've- been paying the sub for the last few months and I haven't gone into the damn game once. Well, see, I was pleased I managed. And now would be the time if you wanted to get free game time and you've got a bit of gold up your sleeve. The, because a lot of people aren't playing at the moment until the expansion hits, um, a month of game time is down to about 37,000, 38,000 gold. So I know I bought another one. I'm through till November now um, before I have to pay again. So... Yeah, now would be the time to jump back in if you don't want to have to actually pay a sub. Yeah, I'm a Tauren. I, we don't have money. So what costs Tauren more? You're just... We're too civilised. Oh, okay. And we spend it all on nose rings. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Xbox One S impressions. Talk to me, Ben. Yeah, I picked up my uh, Xbox One S. I traded my uh, OG Xbox One in and uh, picked up the new one. Um, there's probably people out there, or maybe three of our listeners are going, why did you upgrade? Why did you spend the money? Uh, simple reason is, and I can actually justify it in my head anyway, um, is I already own a 4K TV. Uh, this does 4K upscaling and it has a 4K Blu-ray player in it. Uh, my 4K TV is a couple of years old. It doesn't have HDR in it, but I can live without that for now. Um... And the cost of a 4K Blu-ray player on its own, uh, the cheapest one I could see in JB Hi-Fi was 560 bucks. Yes. So I get an Xbox for 370 dollars after trading, and I get a HD ultra high def Blu-ray player with it. So I think I'm coming out ahead. Um, works out good. Got two terabyte hard drive. Uh, the two terabyte is a limited run. Uh, they are sold out. They are not manufacturing any more two terabyte white Xbox One S's. Uh, the next available 2-terabyte edition will be the Gears of War uh, edition in October. Um, the console itself, uh, yeah, much smaller, uh, 40% smaller, like they said. Uh, looks really good on the stand. Uh, looks great and white. Uh, nice clicky buttons on it. Uh, the, console, uh, the, the new controller has got a really nice... Because um, they've redesigned the controller. This is the third time, I think. I'm not entirely sure what exactly is different about this, but the new white controller that comes with it, um, it just it feels really nice in the hand. It's got a really nice uh, texture on the handles, and that's something I've noticed ever since the OG Xbox One I got. Um, I've got, also got the Titanfall controller, and now this white controller. Um, each controller has had a slightly different textured feel to it, and I think they've really nailed it with this white one, and I think the custom controllers you can buy now have that same sort of textured feel and really feels quite grippy and, yeah, just feels nice in the hand. So, um, 
Yeah. Uh, would I buy one if I didn't have the 4K? Probably not. Um, a couple hundred bucks, you can buy an external two terabyte hard drive and plug that in. Um, so, you know, if you'd already got one and you don't have a 4K TV, I probably wouldn't upgrade. If you haven't got one, now's probably a really good time to jump on um, with the Xbox side of things. Okay. Yeah. Simon, why haven't you got one yet? Uh, I had it on pre-order, but I cancelled the pre-order because I ended up pre-ordering the Gears of War. Oh, yeah. Nice shiny red one. Oh, it's so shiny. I was debating with myself about getting it. I was like, no, 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 I've got already got the white PlayStation. I want the white Xbox to go with it. What sold me was the laser etch claw marks. Mm. <laughs> it's very pretty. I like the control. Have you seen the uh, custom controllers that they've got as well? It's got the laser etching on as well. Yeah, the red one does. I don't know if the blue one does. I don't want, I don't want blue. Okay. Blue's an alliance colour. True. Hey, baby. <laughs> uh, cool. But and Master Chief was on blue team. Yeah, that's inconvenient. <laughs> inconvenient truth. Minecraft. Now, that, someone that, on this podcast might like Minecraft. Um, so just in case, well, let's talk about this. So Minecraft finally hits Oculus next week. Simon, tell us more. Well, actually, the, the main point of bringing this up isn't because of Minecraft... Um, in this particular discussion, Minecraft can take a running jump. It's more to do with the fact that it is coming out on Oculus. And so it's just another strengthening between um, Oculus and Microsoft, who obviously owns Mojang now, or, you know, it is Mojang. Um, so I'm just wondering if this is just something else that's pointing to when Project Scorpio comes out, which is the the improved Xbox One that's coming out September of next year, uh, whether if there is a VR solution offered, it's going to be uh, either Oculus or a a modified version of it, an updated version of it. What do you think? Discuss. I mean, I'm just looking at the picture and I would have thought Minecraft would be one of the coolest things on Oculus. It just makes so much sense from a building viewpoint. I would have thought it would be a godsend. Oh, it would be great. As long as you don't have to teleport everywhere. Yeah. That would be a nuisance. And I, I, if I want to be able to walk through my cathedral. That's what I mean. I, yeah, I, could, I can see how it would be stunning. That's, I would argue that's one of the coolest... Um, the functionalities for the Oculus so far. I could see that being really mm. brilliant. I think you. I think a lot of people have been saying, yeah, Oculus is going to be on Scorpio for a while now, uh, ever since Scorpio's announcement anyway. But um, even prior to E3, everyone's saying, yep, there's going to be a partnership between Oculus and uh, Microsoft going forward. That's going to be their VR support. Well, that's the rumours anyway. Um, um, so I think this is, yeah, I think this is just looking like confirming it. So, yes. All right. Okay. Well, there we go. That didn't last long. Unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't play Minecraft, so I can't comment anymore. <laughs> I, I wish I did play Minecraft. I just don't have the patience or the, ma- and this is going to sound dumb, the mathematical skill or ability to construct things. So it's a waste of time for me. But, geez, I like the look of it. Always have. I'm a frustrated architect, so what can I say? Yeah, that's right. 
Sony to announce uh, the new Neo at uh, New York press event on September the 7th? Question mark. Yes. Well, it's been reported in numerous sources that, uh, and it's, Sony's now confirmed it, that they're going to be having a press event in New York City uh, next month on the 7th of September. Uh, 3 p.m., so nice and late for them. It sounds like a dog. It is a dog. Oh, hello, dog. Um, and I think most most people are thinking, well, it's got to be for Neo. It's got to be for the new PlayStation because nothing can't be anything to do with the PlayStation VR. So, yeah, it's just got every, because they clearly they cut something out of their E three presentation. Whether it was the Neo announcement or something else uh, is up for question. But yes, it could it could very well be the next big thing. Yeah. Or will it? Would I, are either of you interested in the Neo? Is it just going to be a price thing for you or is the performance boost going to be enough reason to buy one? Yeah, because the Neo is not a new generation. Is it just purely performance boost and 4K support? That's the current rumour. There's going to be, what, a little bit more memory in a faster processor? Yeah, memory's been sped up. The... Mm. Uh, processors been got a the GPU's got a few more uh, CUDA cores or the equivalent CUDA mm-hmm. cores anyway. Um, what else was there? And I think the clock speed's been picked up. So it's I think it's is it roughly twice the speed? It's it is it is substantially faster, but that doesn't translate. It sounds probably a lot more dramatic than it actually is because yeah. the Foundry have done some pretty uh, good analysis on. Mm what sort of output you could expect from the Neo. And their conclusion is pretty much that it's probably most comfortable um, delivering, if you want to stick with around the 60 frame mark, it's most comfortable outputting at 1440, which was, uh, what do they call it, Q- QHD. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I just... QHD. Yeah, I mean, the One S does 4K upscaling already, so and that's just because they've overclocked the processor so it can do all the 4K stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to how much extra it's going to be. I just, I mean, until it's confirmed, we won't really know, but uh, especially with Microsoft saying Scorpio is going to be the most powerful console ever, they've just basically said, yep, all right, this is what, you know, cards on the table, this is what we're doing. Sony, your turn, come on, show us what you got. Yeah, I, I don't uh, see- Sony aren't really going to – if the original leaks that we've been seeing for all this time are reliable and mm. it seems like they probably are, then the new PlayStation is going to be better than the old one and still way better than the Xbox One. Yeah. But, you know, resolution isn't everything. Um, that's definitely been highlighted recently by Telltale's um, Batman right. Well, I think any indie game or um, well, Minecraft still one of the most popular. Well, is the most popular game in the world at the moment still, and you know it's square blocks. So, yeah, graphics clearly isn't the be end and all end all of games. You know, it's um, yeah, but even even with that, it's mm. resolution isn't necessarily the the high resolution doesn't necessarily give you a better result. Uh, no. Again, I'll suggest everyone have a look at Digital Foundry. They did, mm. they did an analysis on, oh, analysis on Batman, 
and uh, I th- what was it? I think, I think the PlayStation was. Everyone knows that even even with this newer version of their engine, ten, tell, good lord, Telltale's engine's always been a bit crap. Yep. It was it was okay for the Wolf Amongst Us, but it's been showing cracks. Getting, it's been needing an update for a few years. Been needing a very bad update, and it's questionable. Mm-hmm. They've done that much to the engine in this instance. But the interesting thing is they showed a comparison of PlayStation uh, 4 outputting at 900p and the Xbox One outputting at 720. And despite the fact that one has more pixels, because the uh, anti-aliasing solution and whatever other filters they're using uh, on the PlayStation 1, it actually delivers an inferior visual product. And it also has a lot more frame rate jumps. And again, the Xbox One actually delivers a smoother frame rate in Hitman than the PS4, although the PS4 mm. deliver higher frame rates, but they have more dips. So Yeah, I, I wouldn't blame that so much on the hardware, but on poor optimization. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, that's definitely part of it because mm. the, um, the Forza team for the uh, new Forza Horizon have been able to bring so amazing results. And at 60 frames, so, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to have full 4K HDR support as well, which is scary to think how good that would look. It's, uh, all reports are it's it's gorgeous. New t- Try not to swear. <laughs> New TV, Ben. I know. New TV. I need to buy one now. Yes, <laughs> you do. All right. And back to you, David, in the studio. Yeah, so, so going for... Um, a very an uplifting story, and that's that Kenny Baker died. So I don't think we need to explain in a podcast who Kenny Baker is, but you know he was the physicality of R two D two. I assume he didn't make the noises. Um, and he died. Was he eighty? I was just reading it. Eighty six, eighty one, one, eighty one. I heard three different stories say three different ages today. Yeah, 80s anyway. So died, had been unwell for a long time. Um, one of the sad things about someone of a, a short stature like that is you can end up with all sorts of um, medical issues, a bit like someone that's super tall as well. It, it's just not um, that mm. compatible with ongoing good health into old age a lot of the time. So, yeah, passed away. Um, I don't know what else we can say about it. I'm sure... Like where I'm struggling without sounding like a cynical bastard is it's not going to affect the franchise because you can put anyone in the the R two D two well anyone yeah. that's of an equivalent height. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that the movies aren't going to go down in quality, and I know he wasn't in the last one anyway, but um, still an end of an era. Well, it is. And the other the other thing to bear in mind is that it was his performance in the first movie that actually lent the droid some personality absolutely the rocking back and forth and and all of that that that, as you say the physicality that was actually things that he brought to it because god knows george lucas doesn't actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he is responsible for basically creating the r2 that we know and love today yes otherwise it just would have been a tin can on wheels true no so he'll be missed (laughs) and um i i actually was unaware he hadn't done r2 in the latest movie i'd missed that bit of news but um so do, do who was it i shall have to look it up but i'd say it's probably remote controlled could have been too yeah um the, the text there now for those sort of things i mean have a look at bb8 so 
Yeah. Oh, Lord, that's amazing. That's still amazing. I've got one of the little uh, Sphero BB-8 toys you could buy. So cool. So does Simon. They're, they're really great just when they're rolling around and all that sort of stuff. It's impressive technology. No, yeah. Dave, I, I do not. I, I just... thought you had a remote control one or something. I thought you'd bought one at one stage. No, no, my uh, brother-in-law bought one for my nephew. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, they used all my all my uh, bandwidth trying to download the the bloody application because in the back of beyond where we were in New Zealand, I was the only one with any network coverage. Uh, that's right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Vale, or Vale, as I used to say, Kenny Baker. Um, speaking of deathly-looking people, Suicide Squad. Hmm. Um, so I, I surprised myself by going to see it. I had extended family members keen to see it, and I thought, yeah, why not? Because I, I haven't seen Batman versus Superman yet. I haven't, uh, you know, really haven't been involved that much with the DC Universe movies. So I thought, you know, this one's getting some good hype. Go and see it. And I had a ball. I thought it was great. Enjoyed it from start to finish. Felt like it, you know, well-paced. Didn't feel like mm. it dragged. Some good humour in there. Got to see a little bit of Batman. Um, I both had no complaints, but I, I just don't have that investment in the DC universe. So, Ben, you've obviously seen it. Yeah, I, I saw it as well. I mean, it's a, it is. It's exactly what you said. It's a fun film. It's it's good fun. Um, if you don't turn your, you you don't turn your brain on for the hundred and something minutes that it goes for, you know, you can enjoy the movie quite well. Um, Pacing's good, like you said. Everything on it's quite fine. Um, and the it is copping a lot of flack, and a lot of it's justifiable too, I think. Um, the way they set up the Joker in the trailers and all that sort of stuff, he, he's in it for probably, what, 15 minutes of the film? Yeah. Um, so you don't really... You can't judge Leto's performance as Joker on 15 minutes, you know? That's... The way it is, it's like when you had Heath Ledger do a whole movie of of Joker, so you can't compare him to Heath Ledger. You can't compare him to Jack Nicholson. You can't compare him to Hamill. Um, you know, there's that. Uh, the pacing's fine. Uh, did you notice that it seemed a little bit miscut in a lot of places? Well, no, I hadn't, but I did read the story about the guy suing. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. About the lack of um, stuff that was in the trailer appearing in the movie. Oh, so. yeah, well, there was that part, but that, that's not really what I'm referring to. It's just that I noticed a couple of times while I'm watching it, not the stuff that was missing, but just that it jumped randomly. Um, I think there's one scene when they're in the high tower, they're going up to the top of the tower, and um, they all surround flag and you get that great cool group shot and then that's it it cuts the next scene virtually almost straight away it's like hang on what 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 something missed yeah that's and it seems to be a little bit of that throughout the entire film it's just these strange cutaways um to like the next sequence and that's just something i noticed and it would just felt very jarring for me for me um but otherwise, like I said, it's a fine movie. You know, Harley, Margot Robbie's good as Harley Quinn. Will Smith yeah. is great as Deadshot. Uh, Viola Davis is fantastic as Amanda Waller. Uh, villain is kind of meh. Um, but, yeah, all in all, it's, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy it. Simon, you've seen it? Yeah. 
He's staying very quiet. You were disappointed? I thought it was better than the Avengers. Oh, there you go. Wow. The Which original Avengers? Avengers? Yeah, or... Yeah, the original Avengers. Yeah. I, I think comparing it to a British movie, those from the it's, 1960s, it's a bit harsh, not fair. Yeah. But Steed always had such beautiful suits, and you can't <laughs> criticise the sartorial eloquence. Oh, wait, uh, were you talking about the 1960s? I thought you meant the 1990s remake. Oh, what, with Sean Connery in? Yeah. Lord knows was that. Was it Sean Connery? That was, that was the one with the board table with the giant teddy bears, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy wore a kilt. Yeah, they, actually, I, I don't really mind that movie. They managed to get some of the, the, the batshit crazy prisoner Avengers kind of vibe of British television at that time. <laughs> Most people don't probably weren't raised on reruns of those shows, so I don't think it clicked with a lot of people. But mm. You raise a good point, Simon, about comparing it to the Avengers because one of the things that stood out for me was a similarity there as far as the big spirally vortex into the sky, the world's going to end scenario. Yeah, I, I think that's across quite a lot of films at the yeah. moment. Um, Man of Steel did the same thing. Mm. Well, that was the funny thing, actually, because what it made me think of, and there were actually aspects of the movie that also made me think of the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because they... That, the, yeah, that final scene, yeah. The, well, well, yeah. Part of that, but there was also the fact that, I mean, okay, the in the original Ghostbusters, they'd known each other for years, but I, I mean more of the kind of stumbling around New York and they all knew, they all had their expertise, but not, well, in this case, mid, mid, Midtown, mid, mid city. Uh, Midway City, which is yeah. Chicago or Detroit. It looked a lot like Chicago. Yeah, it, it's... By the end of it, it looked like Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. Yeah, sorry, Detroit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You know, it's, I've, I'd really, I really did enjoy it, and I thought I probably would because, if nothing else, just the graphic design of a lot of the promotional stuff, I was just looking at that going, someone's going out on a bit of a limb here because this is, this is not the sort of stuff you normally see there's a there's a different vibe to this, and I think for the most, especially when you consider it to Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel, uh, this this movie is a completely different beast. Oh yeah, yeah, very different. Um, very so much. this is the third in the DC universe. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah no, I, I enjoyed the uh, the life of it. The Characters I like. I have to admit, I think Jai um, Courtney did a sensational job as Captain Boomerang. I wanted more Boomerang. I wanted more Boomerang. I think they cut quite a bit of Boomerang. Um, mm. but, uh, to, okay, there's a, a profanity upcoming, but uh, apparently uh, Jai Courtney said that he was playing Boomerang, uh, quote, bogan as fuck, unquote. Yeah, well, he did, he did a good job of that. Good job of that, especially oh, yeah. is out. I just thought... Yeah, that's 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 our guy, right there. Yeah, absolutely, it, it worked well for him too. And yeah, I, I I like Boomerang. I think he was he got shortchanged as well as Leto. Really? Yeah, not as much as uh, what was his name? Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like I like the way I like the way he got played. No spoilers there, um, but mm. I I, I think. Was, 
I, I pretty much had that in my head that yeah, he, he, he yeah, yeah, that's what's going to happen to him. If if you've read or seen anything Suicide Squad before, you pretty much can make your own assumptions. Yes, because um, you know, as a, as a as a red blooded villain, you are not going to just take Amanda Waller's word for it. No. Yeah. Well, did you see Assault on Arkham, I think it was called? The animated Suicide Squad movie they did a few years back? Oh, I'm sure I must have done. Yeah, because straight away, yeah, same sort of thing, some unknown DC character that they've just created, I think specifically for that movie. I know, oh, su- that's right. Yes, 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 I did. Just, yes. Yeah, straight away. Dead. Just gone. Yeah. Yes, that, that was perfect. Yeah. But I, th- I think Slipknot was in the DC comics originally. Um, incidentally, uh, so since we're not doing spoilers, uh, nothing happens to Slipknot. He's fine. He's absolutely fine. He's fine. Still He's fine. Yep. New yeah, album's coming out soon. That's right. Yes. Um, while we're on DC Universe, Killing Joke briefly, so I haven't seen it. Either of you guys? Well, Ben wrote a review on it. That's right. wrote a review on it. I remember um, you liked it. I like the killing joke part of it. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where I, I'm going to say, see it and make up your own mind. If you're a fan of the killing joke, all reports are people hate it. If you're a fan of Batgirl, they hate it. Um, but for me, it's they tack on this half-hour opening because the killing joke, it's only a 30-page book. You know, it's, it's quite short. Um, so they had to expand on it a little bit besides action sequences and things like that. They decided, hey, we'll throw in a 30-minute precursor or prologue, uh, which focuses on Batgirl, and it uh, stunk, is my opinion. Um, it didn't do Batgirl any favours, didn't do the story any favours, didn't propel you into the lead-up of the Killing Joke story at all very well. Um, I know what they were trying to do was to build up some sympathy for Barbara, uh, Barbara Gordon, but didn't really change my opinion of her at all or anything like that. And I just I just didn't like what they did. I, I just thought it was crap, and that's excluding the whole pining over Batman thing that everyone else is whinging about. That doesn't bother me at all. It's just I just think it was a shit story. Pardon my French. Fair enough. Mm. Um, you haven't seen it? Well, yes, I have. I, I bought. I ended up um, buying it on Google Play. Oh, and uh, I always like going in to see things with lowered expectations. I learned that lesson mm. very thoroughly when the original um, Tim Burton Batman launched and the original Ghostbusters launched. Because they were both hyped to the moon about how great they were and just how amazing they were. And I went in there and I saw both of them sort of, eh. Yeah. So yeah. I always go into things now with... But you look back on them with rose-coloured glasses, don't you? Um, Ghostbusters, not so much. I was never that in love oh, yeah. with the franchise anyway. It was good fun. Mm. Um, I, I actually enjoyed the second one. Um, I quite enjoyed going the, the, the little art director guy who got possessed. It was, just, I, it, was, it, was, it was good fun, even if it was the same movie all over again. I haven't seen the uh, the new one. Mm. Uh, no particular plans to, despite the fact that I own. Uh, I've got a couple of Melissa McCarthy, um, what's his name, Feig movies. Anyway, I spy yeah. 
Is That'll it? be on Netflix soon enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm quite sure it will be. Be on a torrent near you. No, don't steal. No, it's bad. no it won't. Kick-Ass is down and so are many other torrent sites at the moment. <laughs> yes, yes, even Yiffy went down. Mm. Whoever that is, I have no knowledge of these things. No. Uh, I enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting too much, and I don't know a lot about Barbara Gordon. In fact, I pretty I know nothing about her apart from the fact she's Jim Gordon's daughter, and she became she was Batgirl, and she became Oracle. Mm. The of course the the famous backbreaking, or the, the not backbreaking, uh, the 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 spinal injury thing. Yeah. Um. So, but I actually I I enjoyed the first part. I probably because I know I have nothing to really to compare it to. And I think this is where Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel had a lot of trouble with a lot of people was because not everybody, but obviously the core community were already too aware of the source material. Mm. And so anytime you, you do something with a direct comparison, it suffers because it's not going to be exactly like that, either because they've gone in a different direction with the source material or because they needed to adapt it to a different medium. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed The Killing Joke. Um, I, I couldn't mm-hmm. see the scene. I'm sure you, you knew exactly where, the, where the, the one story took over from the other. Uh, it wasn't obvious to me, though. Yeah, it, I just went, oh, yep, that's the start because that's the first page of Killing Joke. <laughs> that's how I went from it. <laughs> See, I'm not knowing that, I mm. missed that completely. Yeah. So I, I, the scene isn't obvious. So if if you um, if you enjoyed the uh, Warner's animation animated stuff, um, you'll you'll probably enjoy this. It's a it's more cerebral, I think. It's slower. Yeah. But I, I think there's there's still some good storytelling in there. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it, it's. I have to point out that Killing Joke is my favorite Batman Joker story of all time. I've read that book. I don't know how many times I've read it countless times over and over and over again. So my it, it had some big shoes to fill in terms of my expectations. So, But like I said, the Killing Joke part of the story I liked. The prologue with Batgirl and Barbara Gordon, first 30-odd minutes, I didn't enjoy it all. I don't think it added to the story at all. And so speaking of story-driven movies, Rogue One trailer released in the past few days I know we've all watched it I've only watched it once, I keep meaning to watch it again but I love what I saw um, I, I don't know whether it was here or I've, we made some prediction or I might have even said I thought it might be better than The Force Awakens and there's nothing in that trailer to dissuade me of that I agree I agree but I also think there's nothing in that trailer to say it will be better either I think it looks like a good movie. I can't wait. Star Wars looks awesome, but I don't think there's anything in that that says, yeah, it's better than Force Awakens either. Prove it. Well, I will when it comes out, (laughs) won't I? (laughs) Um, I'm just hoping that this... Well, I I just love how they've managed to work, and I understand why they've done it, that that they've Mm -hmm. managed to work the Death Star in, so that's good. At least it's another Star, uh, Star Wars movie that has a big thing that we've got to have some interaction with. At least they're not going to try and blow it up because it hasn't been built yet. Are you sure that wasn't Starkiller Base? It looked a lot like Starkiller yeah. <laughs> No, isn't this set in the lead-up to Episode 4? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. It's the Rebel spies stealing the Death Star plans. Yeah. 
I think it looks amazing and it feels so OG Star Wars. Mm. Just just the look of it, the 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 palette, the color saturation. Yeah. Yeah. It just looked uh, it just looks it looks amazing and I'm not going to let myself get excited about it. Mm. But I'm encouraged, shall yeah. we? Here here. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. And every time you hear that music as well, when you see those images, it's just a, it chills down the spine. It takes you back to childhood memories and things like that and all that sort of stuff and your love of the franchise. So it looks like they're doing it justice and doing the right thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay relatively calm about the whole thing and yeah. not get too excited on it. I think it's real promise is that they're going to... You've been introduced to a whole bunch of new characters, so it will recreate mm. that childhood thing a little bit. Obviously, Darth Vader, I believe, makes an appearance, so that won't be new, but the rest of it, you'll be going... It'll be a discovery like the original yeah. ones were. Yeah, and... Oh, who was it? Was it Tarkin, I think, they're rumouring to be in it as well? Maybe? Yeah, well, yeah, that'd be cool. There was a guy yeah. that... Maybe like talking, but it didn't look an awful lot like him. No, I don't think they've revealed who Mads Mikkelsen's playing yet either. No, I think he's just a military scientist or something for the Empire. Yeah, well, he was. That's the guy who was in, in the with the white jacket, wasn't it? Mm, mm. But they haven't revealed who he is yet, so I'm, I'm curious to find out what's going on there. Yep, can't wait. Like maybe he's he's Bob Tarkin, Moff's brother. <laughs> His brother, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bob Tarkin. Love it. My and cousin Steve. Yeah. <laughs> anyone listening, yes, I know Moff is actually a title. Yes. Thing, so. As his Grand Moff. Yes, exactly. Well, he was the Grand Moff Tarkin. That's right. Wasn't he Grand Moff Admiral Tarkin? There was an Admiral in there as well, wasn't there? Was there? No, I think there might have been. That, that's just. Look it up, Google. Yeah, it's all about it's excessive, Google. Excessive titleage. Uh, just going back to um, remakes. That should of be the old... title of the episode. Apparently, it was Grand Moff Wilhuff. There's a cool first name. Grand yep. Moff Wilhuff Tarkin, also known as Governor Tarkin. Yeah, Wilhuff was his name. Uh, right? He was a governor as well. That's what it was. Yes. Well, he was a governor. Mm. Like Schwarzenegger. No, hang on. Uh, yes. Uh, now, what was it now? Yeah, because the, the, gov- the, the Senate positions, the Senate power was turned over to the governors, the regional governors. So it's one of the regional governors. Um, anyway, uh, yes, so remakes of old stuff. Has anyone, did anyone see Star Trek Beyond just out of interest? No, but I plan on doing so. Not at the movies, but I'll watch it. I've heard good things, but um, I'm not a Trekkie, so Same. I'll wait till DVD type release. I think it's worth seeing on the big screen. Yeah, yeah it probably is. Uh, it looks like it'll be a good fun movie. It's just, like I said, not a Trekkie, so I'm not really that excited for it. Same. It's, it's better than the other two. I think it's the it's the first one that actually felt like a Trek movie, and I'm including the yeah. Gen- Generations movies in this as well, Next Gen. Hmm. Cool. Because they actually gave the other characters something to do. Oh, that's nice of them. Dr. McCoy gets properly utilised, not just as a doctor. Chekhov, bless his heart. Um, Does he get sent off properly, Chekhov? Uh, I think so, yeah. I yeah. Th- it's... There's a, a last scene at the end with every, everybody gathered, and it's quite poignant. There's a couple of oh, scenes. quite yeah, that's nice. It's a dedication in the credits. Mm. So, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a good old feels like a, a good old fashioned Star Trek film. Good, oh, that's nice. 
Um, we really need to wrap up, but one last thing, and I should have segued from the Oculus Rift Minecraft thing, but um, apparently there's been a competitor to the Oculus announced by the team at South Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did, did see something about this. Um, wasn't there a video? Yeah, I think The Verge did a piece on it. Or was it um, Popular Mechanics? Some scientific journal. It was called the, um, says David, not having the link up anymore, it's the Nosulus or something, wasn't it? Uh, I haven't got the link up yeah, anymore the Nosulus, either. The Nosulus rip, Rift. Yeah, that sounds right, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah quite startling technology. Mm. Cool. Really help you smell those farts. <laughs> so I'll post a link to that in the show notes. It even looks nice. Arguably it looks nicer than the Oculus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and the well, this makes you look like an in- insect scuba diver, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah go the Nosulus Rift. I can't wait. I'll, I'll be buying one, along with my um, Neo. Yeah, you're not going to buy a Neo, are you, David? No, I'm not. No. No. Is anyone getting a PlayStation VR? Yeah, I, I probably will do that. I've got one pre-ordered, but I'm feeling a little bit nervous about Sony's commitment. Yeah, Sony's commitment with peripherals has been, yeah, yes, I, to I, say the least. I am an inhabitant of Vita Island, and um, we, we are slowly pulling away from the mainland. I think Poor it's old Vita Island. Oh, there's plenty of people on Vita Island. Mm-hmm. I, I re- Vita's a good console. It just needs some actual love from its creator. Yeah, it's not going to get any. No. Sad. All right, let's wrap it. All right, let's wrap it. Yo, uh, I was going to try and think of a rap, but I can't rap. Oh, no. Oh, thank God. All right, <laughs> please, don't, don't kick it. Don't All rap right. it. We're no. done. That's a show. Um, I tweeted an invitation for people to give us a review, and, and, and my offer stands, if you give us a review on iTunes for this podcast, you will get a free copy of this podcast as a thank you. Uh, and and uh, I will throw in a, a free copy of uh, uh, what the hell is this? We uh, hate people. Uh, Windows Vista um, Home Basic, <laughs> Microsoft uh, a disc, a proper disc in a case version. Um, so yeah, there's there's that if you want it. <laughs> How could you resist that? The best review gets gets that. <laughs> the best review. That's right. Or the five hundredth, or both. Yeah, or or you yeah. really? Because we've had sixteen, so it's not that much to get to five hundred. Oh, no, especially if you move a decimal point. And if oh, well, it's actually fifteen if you if you exclude current co-hosts. Mm. Um, all right, <laughs> we're done. We're done. If yes. you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion, general abuse, please email us. Contact at oceanicgamer dot com. Facebook page is still putting along at facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. Um, my handle on Twitter is the Oceanic Gamer, just for something different. Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL, and Ben tweets under The Spawny 13, um, and live streams constantly, I'm sure. Yeah, well, lately I have been, yeah. There you go. New, new gear's working great. Beautiful. Twitch.tv forward slash The Spawny 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, previous sh- Actually, uh, since we're talking about No Man's Sky, you can go watch my No Man's Sky for the next however many days playthrough. Uh, it's in the back catalogue on my Twitch stream. Doesn't get any better than that. There you go. Um, sure, it does. 
Yeah, I'm sure it does. I just think, yeah, because I'm it, about to buy it, it, it's it's boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a game that needs to be experienced, not watched passively. I, I, think. I would have thought so. Yes. Mm. Um, previous episodes of the show on iTunes. We're also still on Stitcher and Google Play in restricted territories. Um, thanks very much for listening, as always, and thank you to my co-hosts Simon and Ben. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Um, have a great week, and remember, you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Good night. Bye. Bye bye. to speak does not make one intelligent.